Rabbi Isai, good morning, a good night of Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Chukas, for those of us living in Eretz Yisrael, Parshas Kairach, for those of you who live in Chutzloritz, and we're now holding in the month of Tammuz, we finished the two Rosh, days of Rosh Chodesh, we had the Geval the Gehalels, but now we're entering into the month of Tammuz, and Tammuz, the Mepharshim bring down, is a remez, the Rashi Tevis is Zamane Tshuva Memash Meshim Abayim. It's remind us a little bit about that these are the beginning of the days of the, we're going to get again again to the three weeks, the three weeks during the month of Tammuz. These are difficult days, but we have to remind ourselves to, that the days of Tshuva are coming upon us, and these three months of Tammuz, of and Elul, so Tammuz is a day we have to really begin that process of beginning to make an appraisal and a cheshman of the days of tshuva coming upon us of is Elul Ba, the month of Elul is, is going to come upon us. And Elul is Elul, as the Bali Musa say. As we know, Elul is Ani Ledeidi, Ledeidi Li. And the Svarim HaKadoshim is brought down that these days are diff- these months are difficult months. These days are difficult days. The Zayar says these are Days of Devarim Koshim, Yereach of Koshim. These are months which are difficult months. And, um, you know, we like to think about it. We're in the summertime. Everything is pleasant. Everything is, is you know, vacation time. The kids are in camp in the States. And, and many of the yeshivas, some of them end early for the American programs. And people want to go away on vacations, that's for sure. Everyone has to do what they have to do, but we have to keep in mind that these are also days which we have to be introspective. And everything that we can get, chizik, from the parshias and from the messages of the Torah are going to allow us to be able to use these days for what they're really here for. We should have, for sure, we should have an ability to be able to get exercise and fresh air and some vacation time, and at the same time recognize our obligations, our daily obligations, not to lose sight of the fact that a person shouldn't miss out on davening b'tzibur, a person shouldn't miss out on saying Krishna b'zmana, a person shouldn't miss out on his learning, his chavruzes, his chiyuvim, his obligations. And as we always say, for sure, one has to keep in mind the um, the midas tovus. So, they bring down that an Arab Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Chukas, the Magan Avram brings down, I think from the Shabbat Leket, as I brought down as far that unfortunately this was a day that 20 wagons of Sifrei Torah and Svarim were burnt in the public, and therefore there are those that have a minig of a, tan, of a Tanesim, is going back in the, the Middle Ages, and uh, the people fast, and I saw that Rav Sternbach Shlita Shabigazut Stark brings down in the one of the svarim that just came out, I was zayichet to get a new set of svarim from the family, and um, on the parshias, and um, he says that in his rebbe, Reb Schneider's at used to say that on this erev Shabbos, person should keep more the Indian of limud Torah because we see that when the Torah was burnt, that's a right that we have to we have to be mechazik ourselves in the midst of limud Torah. and it's very very apropos. This week's parsha, when it speaks about the mitzvah of the paraduma, so the Torah tells us Adam kiyamas When a man, a man is becomes a tum, tome, 
of the Misa of a mace in the Oihel. So then he has to go through the, 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 the way we retire him is through the Sreyfus of the Paraduma and the sprinkling of the ashes and the whole process of the, what the Paraduma does. But Chazal tell us that we learn from this Pasuk Adam Kiyomis Ba'ayom that the Tikkun is the Tikkun of Limad Torah that a person can only acquire Torah El Misha Memis Atzma Alel. One that's literally willing to uh, deaden himself, so to speak. Some people say the Chafetz Chaim said over that a person should make sure that, that uh, there are certain times where he should not involve himself in the world. Like the Chafetz Chaim would say that uh, a Balabas that has a business, but he sets aside a certain time to learn. And by those, those times, he's not disturbed. So then he'll get a schus that he'll be able to make a lot of parnosa. And he has to tell his wife that if people come to the door, she tell him, no, my husband's not here. Where is he? He died. He's dead. In, in, in a, you know, in a, not in a sarcastic manner, but to say, no, he's not available. It's like he's dead. If a person does that, then he'll be zoichet to a lot of ziyat and Now, not everyone can do that, but we should recognize this is the elements that we should learn from. So one etza that we want to know about these parashias, these parashias of both chukas and kairach, which deal with the elements of separation, the elements of machlaikas, machlaikas of kairach, the machlaikas in this week's parasha of the, of the uh, Meimeriva. So we know that the opposite of piru, the opposite of separation is shalom, is peace and looking for peace. And um, we find in this week's parasha that we have the Misa of Aaron Akayin, and, and by Aaron Akoyan says, Ve'yivku kolbeis Yisrael, that all of Klai Yisrael died. And Rashi points out it's both the Anoshim and the Noshim. Everyone cried because Aaron Akoyan was the one that was Matel Sholem. He brought peace between disparative groups, between people that were having arguments, and between marital relation issues. And the Tikkun of Aaron Akoyan is the Tikkun that we should learn from that a person should be a, a, a person that's always trying his utmost to bring peace and to, to bring shalom. And that's the tikkun for these days. Chorpen Beis HaMikdash, we know it was Nechrav because of Sinas Chinam. The way we can rebuild the Beis HaMikdash is by having what's called Avas Chinam. So these two aspects we want to speak about, the Adam Kiyamas Ba'ayol, the Par Aduma, and the fact that we should try our utmost to be misakin as best as we can, the Indian of Midas. Now, in the Parah Aduma, we're all familiar with the fact that the Torah tells us that it's a chayk. And why is it a chayk? Because it has a paradox in it. On one hand, it's metahir the Tameim. It makes the people that are impure, pure. On the other hand, the people that are involved with that tire process, the Kohanim, they themselves become Tameh. So it's metameh tahirim. So this is the chayk, this is the paradox everyone speaks about. They bring down from all the Mepharshim that for sure there are many, many tamim that we could find from this particular paradox. And we, we should look for these tamim. But we should recognize that this is not the end tam. This is not the end game. There might be many, many tamim for mitzvahs, but in the end we have to realize it's all a chayk. We can't fully understand it. So in fact, it's brought down that everyone, no one could understand except for Moshe Rabbeinu. He was the one that was able to understand the chayk of the Paraduma. But what can we understand? 
So uh, there are a few things that I saw brought down from the Svarim. The Shalak Kodesh brings down that there are relationships to the Indian of Limud HaTayra and the Indian of Midas that we can learn from the, from the mitzvah of, from the aspect of being Betar the Tameim and Betar the Tayra. And he explains that, you know, there's sometimes there are people that they learn and they put in a lot of effort into learning and a person accomplishes by learning and that is an aspect that a person should always maintain himself in. We should also recognize sometimes there are areas that we ourselves are not going to be able to, 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 to reach. Like for instance, it says that there was Arba Shenichnazulapardes. There were those that went into the deepest, deepest secrets and they tried to understand them. And everyone was either nizik or died. Only one was able to come out. Rabbi Kiva was able to come out. So therefore the Torah is telling us that the, in the union of Limana Torah, if a person learns and he understands the hasoga of the Rabbeinu Shalom, Lefihis Koyach, his power, so that in itself, and a person has to be mamous himself on it, a person has to literally be willing to give up his, his physical pleasures and physical desires, so that's metahir the chaymer. That's metahir the physicality. And it makes a person a better person because he's following after the spiritual dimension of the, of the limit of the Torah. So it's metahir the tome. But if a person goes into those areas which are beyond him, a person learns Kabbalah in Yonim, like they used to have people that say the Kabbalah Center, and they really don't understand things, then you can make terrible mistakes. And he literally gets blinded so that's why it says it's people that do things which are against the ways of what the regular uh, the regular madrega that is really supposed to reach. That's concerning the Indian of Talmud. And then there's the Indian that the Rambam says that the derech of a person is to go to the derech ha person should always follow what's called the golden rule. Always try to be in the middle, not to go to extremes. Extremes are not necessarily good things. But sometimes extremes are, are needed. For instance, when a person does a chet, a person is about tshuva, so sometimes you have to go towards the opposite end of the particular midah that he's working on until he can get back to the middle path. So therefore, it comes out like this, that in the area of midahs, it could be all kinds of midahs. It, it could be kas, it could be anger, it could be taiva, it could be covered. So if a person is looking to make a tikkun, then he's allowed to go to the opposite end. Then he can go to the opposite end in order to get back to the right spot. That's metaher esat That means you can go to the opposite in order to get back to the, to the middle. But if a person does things which are outlandish, the way I would describe it, a person goes and looks at, oh, I have to do the frumest thing in the world. As Revolby say, the frumest thing is frumkite rhymes with krumkite. A person has to always have a Rebbe for everything. A person just follows after all of the Chumras in the world, not necessarily understanding what is going to be the outcome of that. So then he's being metameh the Tahar. And then it's, it's, then he, he, he loses sight of really where he's supposed to be. You're supposed to be in the middle path. I think we live in a world that extremes become very, very popular. And one has to be careful not to become an extremist, but to try to be what's called the Derech HaMamutza of the Rambam. So these are some interesting pshatim. Rav Sternbuch says 
a little bit of a different knech. We want to mention it that we know that if a person learns Torah Lishma, he's Oichel Dvarim Harbe. But if a person doesn't learn Torah Lishma, then the Torah itself can become what's called the Sam HaMavis. And one has to again recognize that the Tachlis is I'm learning a Torah which is completely, completely the Seichel of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And if it, that's the Pshat Lishma. I understand that I don't fully understand things. Everything that the Rabbanism tells me, that's really the Seichel that I have to uh, that I have to try to understand. But if a person thinks that, oh, everything's going to be according to my Seichel, according to human Seichel, and that when it comes to a certain point and he doesn't understand something, he says, well, the Torah doesn't make any sense. It should be something which I should under, I can understand. If I can't understand it, I'm not going to accept it. So then the Torah itself becomes a Samham of us, and that's Pshat. The Torah has the ability to be mitahir the Tmeim. A person that's Tamein recognizes, I don't understand everything, and I want to get the Seichel of the Torah, and I learn it Lishma, then the Torah itself will be Metahirim. But if a person thinks, I understand everything in the Torah, and it's my way of understanding, my way or the highway, then it's Metame the Tahar. It's Metame the Torah that's there. That's there. It happens to be this week, I was just thinking in the context of the uh, of what's going on in the world, that the Supreme Court justices in the United States of America, they made a decision which went against the hallmark ruling of Roe and Wade concerning abortions. And in America, abortions have become part and parcel of the framework of life there. I once heard from Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg Zetzal, the Rosh Hashiv of Baltimore, the son of Rav Rudiman Zetzal. He said, if people want to know, is America really the freest country, the best country, he says, Unfortunately, the most abortions are taking place in the United States of America. We don't recognize <coughs> that the right of life uh, versus the right of the woman over her body is something which is a democratic value. It's not necessarily a Torah value. So all of a sudden, well, now they change this, this, this rule. You hear the clamoring of the people who say, oh, these justices are incorrect, all of a sudden the shoftim, the judges, the Supreme Court justices are not considered correct. And here in Israel, where they also follow this plan, <coughs> so they're very upset that the United States of America, considered the most democratic, free, liberal values, are going against the, 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 the mahalach that was considered part and parcel of their lifestyle. We, on, on the other hand, we've always claimed that right, a person that kills a fetus is considered a right except where there's a problem of sakonis nefoshes for the mother. So when sakonis nefoshes for the mother, then the mother's, then the mother's uh, health is more important than the, than the, than the fetus's health, health. But that's only because we follow what it says in the Torah. So I think it's very, very important that we know what the proper perspective is, the middle path, what's, what's the, the, the seichel of the Torah, the seichel of the, of the Rebbe, not the seichel of man. Man has to recognize the certain things which are above him. And he can't be mufli, he can't go into different things which are beyond him. You always have to recognize it's always a chayk. When I understand it or I don't understand it, it's always a message of the Torah. And this all only comes about from a person that's Adam Kiyamas Ba'ayol. I saw that Reb Chaim, a person went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and he said, I want, I want two brachas. One that I should be matzlich in my business, and one that I should be able to be zoicher, to learn a lot of Torah. So Reb Chaim said, it's not shaykh. It's a steer. It's a paradox. What does that mean? 
That means you can't have both. You want to have both success in business and both success in learning. So the person asked a very good kasha. The Gemara speaks about that Rebbe was Rebbe was to have both. He was able to have both Ashiras in physical things and he was also Zoychot Ashiras in Torah. So Reb Chaim said, that's a schus siyata deshmai that comes only a bracha from the Rebbe Shalom. But a person's bakosho has to be what we say, person has to recognize my first and my foremost rotsen is to be a person that's steeped in Torah, that's involved in the base matters, that gives himself up. Now, not everyone's going to be sitting and learning in base matters for the rest of their lives, but to have those times when those times are considered the times of Adam Kiyamas Bayo, that has to be the first thing. And the Rabbanishim can give a siyat that a person should be zaycha to get a shiras too. But that shouldn't be the ruts. And you don't, you know, Reb Chaim said, you don't, you don't give brachas for that. Because the bracha has to be that I want to be a person that's learning in the base of Medrash. I want to end off with an interesting mahalach in the Indian of Metaris HaTmeim or Metames HaTahirim. And I think that this precious vart and the story which we'll speak about is really going to give us a great insight and allow us to get chizuk as we enter into the Shabbos and we enter into this month. Recently, unfortunately, like everyone, everyone comes up with the union of Nicham Avelim. And I've been uh, at, at, unfortunately, I would say maybe too many shiva houses. Like, how can I say too many? These are the right amount of shiva houses that I had to go to. And very special people that passed away. There was a Yidrib Gershon Schwimmer. Zatzal was a great, great mechanic. He was a Rebbe of my wife, taught in Michalah for many, many years. He was a person who was a Talmud Chacham. He was the older brother of Arshatchen, Rav Martcheshvimer, Kulam Zichronim Lavracha. Great, great people and great teachers. And uh, other people who I went to be Menachem And then there's a family, wonderful, wonderful, great family in Detroit, Michigan, the Torgo family, who lost a grandchild recently. And an eight year old girl, Leah, she should be, uh, she should have an Aliyah, and the family should have a Nechama. And I wrote a, a letter to the family, and I said, the first thing is, that we are with you in your tzara. And there's really nothing more that you can say. No one can really explain how a young eight-year-old child should be taken away from the family and at such a young age. Only the Rebbe it's a chayk, we don't understand everything. All we can try to say is that we're with you and that we're, we, we, we feel as much as we can your loss and your pain. That's all we can say. Interesting halacha and nicham avelim. It's brought down in the Rambam, it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, that when a person goes into the Ovel's house, you're always not supposed to say anything. You're supposed to sit quietly and wait until the Ovel is Pesach Piv. And the Rambam goes into great detail and he brings the rise from Eiv, that Eiv, when his friends came to comfort him in the loss of his children, they just sat there with him and they waited. He was the one that was Pesach as Peh. And I saw brought down that why does the, why does the Rambam have to go to such detail to bring down psukim from Eiv to explain this halacha? So we see that this is an essential part of the mitzvah of Nicham Avelim. The mitzvah of Nicham Avelim is not necessarily to explain anything. We cannot explain things. All we can do is we can be together with you. We can sit with you. I remember my Rebbe Rebbeim Shalevitz once went to be Menachem of all the family, and he came in and he sat down. 
the family was there, and all Reb Chayin did was just cry. He cried and he cried and he cried for a half hour, and then he left. He was Menachem. And that was the greatest Nichem. When we feel that people understand that we're, necess- we're not necessarily going to be able to explain anything. We're just there with you. And this is the lesson of the Para Aduma. We're going to illustrate this lesson, but first we'll just say a bit of art, and then we'll illustrate this lesson with a fantastic story. The, the, meta- the, the Kayan comes along, and the Kayan, he has to sprinkle and he's Metahir the Tameim, but he himself becomes Tameh. What's the, what's the concept behind it? The concept behind it is, is that the Kayan also has to be Imay Anoichi Betzara. He also has to feel that he's also Shaykh to the Tumah. Shouldn't think that he's special. Oh, I'm a Tahir person. And this is a lesson which the Torah is teaching us in this week's Parsha to feel the pain and the suffering of our brethren. To feel, and when, a, when we understand that we're together with other people, and people feel that we're together with them, that in itself is the biggest nechama. That in itself is the biggest tikkun for whatever period we can possibly have. And I saw a Misa, unbelievable Misa, but a, you know, Yeshiva Bacher here in Eretz Yisrael, he was learning Yeshiva and seemed to be about big Balkishran. But what happens is sometimes whatever happened in his relationship with family or with or with the, the, the Rabbeim, ended up not necessarily staying on the path. He did the classic off the derech pathway. Not only himself, but a few of friends, and they ended up leaving Eretz Yisrael. They went to America, and they got involved with things which are not necessarily, not necessarily on the path. And, um, and this was very, very painful for the family. So the, um, the family uh, tried to send people to find out where the son was. And finally, in the end, let's make a long story short, they finally got someone, a Hasidish, a guy that lived in a certain community, and he checked it out, and he was able to find out where one of the friends was. They ended up tracking it down, and they found out that every Friday night they went to a particular place where they had DJs and dancing and mixed dancing and everything else. It wasn't a good matzav. <laughs> this chassid was a very bright guy. What did he do? He thought of a great eitzah. He went and he spoke to the owner of this club in the middle of Manhattan. The owner of this club happened to be a black African-American. And he said to him, listen, I want to ask you one favor. I know there's a bunch of boys that are here. They come from a community of, you know, where they came from. And I'd like to have a conversation with them. But the way I want to have the conversation is not by just going in there. I want that, I want to give you a, a, a record or a tape a recording. I want you to play one of the songs amongst your your uh, your your playset of songs. Your DJ is going to put it on. You're going to put on a song, and it's going to be a certain song. And what did he get? He gave him a niggin, the niggin of Ka Echsayf. Ah, Baron Kalina's niggin Ka Echsayf. All of a sudden, in the middle of the dance floor, on a Friday night, <coughs> all of a sudden Ka Echsayf is blast, blasting from the middle of this dance floor. Now these guys were all of a sudden in the middle of their stupor, and whatever they were doing, well, all of a sudden it just hit them. And it just somehow it impacted upon them. And they started singing the song and everyone else was around them to try to hum along with them. And it just created a whole dynamics. And at that moment, this chassid, he had walked a few hours to get to this Manhattan club. And he walked in, he sat down with them and he started fabranging with them and singing with them. He didn't tell him, Musr, he didn't tell him anything, just fabranging with them. Maybe, <coughs> maybe he had a l'chaim with them. Can't tell you. You know, it was like the disco rabbi, Rabbi Grossman, Shabika Zutten Stark. 
And they had a long conversation that night, and that was the, the watershed. That's what broke through the, the difficult period. These boys, and eventually, they all came back. They came back to Yiddishkeit. What's the lesson over here? The lesson over here is, Don't give musr. Just try to be there. And this is a great lesson for Kiruv. This is a great lesson for Chinuch. This is also the message of the Parsha. The world that we're living in is a world of Mohammed and Pirud. The Tikkun is Aaron Roidiv Shalom, Oyev Esabrius. The month of Tammuz to be recognized that Zmane Chuvas Mamashrushan of the days of Chuva are coming upon us. Let's be Masak and Pirud by gathering together our Koichas and Mir We might have to go a little bit to be Metame the Torim, but eventually be Metare the Torim. Through the Adam Kiyamas Ba'ayol, through the Midas Tavis, everything that we said, we should get Chizik, we should be Zaycha Mitz Hashem, the month should be a month, Mitz Hashem, of Yeshua's Venachamas, wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful good Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.